Welcome to Shonda Bam Bam's Random Lifestyle. I'm Shonda Bam Bam. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is. Thank you for listening. Let's get right into it. So I haven't been making episodes, if you follow, for a while because I had my finally had my uh, wrist surgery, um, which is I have a screw now in my right hand, which is unfortunately my dominant hand. So, um, with that, um, it's been difficult. Um, the surgery was major. It wasn't supposed to be, but it got major. Um, so I won't get in details of what's wrong with my wrist, but it's not carpal tunnel. Um, but I think the worst part of, of it was that my dad told me that he didn't think it was that bad. He thought it was just carpal tunnel. But in all fairness all surgery is dangerous they all they all have risk i guess some people just take a take off for granted that it'll be okay uh i had to be put to sleep and my arm had to be numbed um it was a nice place they even numbed it before they put the big ass needle that was like four inches into my hand um my other hand but uh you know it kind of hurt because I had to post a picture of how bad the cut is. It's pretty big. And uh, the stitches. And then my dad says, oh, I, I don't want you to think I don't care. And I didn't, you know, I, I forgot. I forgot. So I think that hurt. But it didn't hurt really that much. But it did hurt my feelings. I would say because, you know, my whole uh, bringing up, you know, uh, I've been hurt. So it didn't hurt like it hurt when I was younger. But it still hurt that anything I do is not important, but if another sibling or, you know, I'm told that sibling needs more attention because of this or that, or, you know, um, you're, you know, you're the strong one. And it's really terrible how I would say parents hurt their kids and because they're adults and then when they, they are, they're older, they don't own up to the hurt they've done. I uh, spoke to my mom about the hurt in my childhood trauma and she denied it and she said, you know, it didn't happen. Uh, they, her and my uh, stepfather provided me a roof over my head and food to eat and it was great times. You know, there, it wasn't great times. It was more worse times than great times. But there are times where, you know, nothing, you know, abusive happened at times, but it was more bad than it was good. So. And I told my dad that, and it's like, I know he can't go back in time, but I don't think he would have went did anything back in time either. So I would say with my wrist, that's the worst. But right now, the stitches came out, it's healing. Um, I have to do therapy, but I don't know how much because I've been you know, moving my hand and keeping it from getting aeropathy, I think it's called. I'm not sure that's what the correct thing is. So, you know, um, and I'm writing. I moved my hands enough and did enough that I can write. So that was my biggest thing, driving and writing. And um, so, and I was able, I can't lift heavy things. My hand is weak because, of, you know, my wrist is, doesn't have as much movement as it, as it had before. It can't go, can't go up and down and it can't go like left to right, like waving. I held it up. But I'm lucky he didn't hit anything bad. He's a good doctor because, um, uh, you know, he, he could have been worse. I could have been my hand could have been never move again, you know? So it was a great surgery that he did. I don't know if it would have been better if I'm the worst or best patient. I have no idea. I always kind of wonder when they put me down what happens because doctors never look me in my eye or feel the same toward me, it seems, after a surgery. But that might just be me being paranoid. Um, 
I would say the doctor's name, but, um, you know, with internet and everything, I don't want to compromise, uh, my information that much. But anyway, um, that's one, one of the reasons why I haven't been putting a podcast up. Also, I'm in transition of, um, you know, what I want to do with direction of things. And I help my mom. So right now she's not doing so well. She's doing a little better, but not so well. And I'm trying to deal with how to help her situation at hand. So, um, yeah, I'm dealing with that. Um, so yeah, with all that being said, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy over here. But when is life not crazy? So what I'm doing to cope with this is just do what I do best. Uh, try to solve the issue at hand and try not to stress about it because stress just makes me sicker. It really does. Excuse me, I burped. I try to tell people that, you know, and I also want to say to people, if you want to know how to start a podcast, I don't know why people just don't Google and do the work themselves. I don't know why they go, the older generation goes to Facebook to ask other people how to do things. I found Anchor on my own and Anchor is pretty much, I guess, I use it as my audio vlog. I do have some followers, not sure who they are or how many. Some people like to tune into new things, but you know, um, it's not hard to start a podcast. You can get really serious with it or you don't, you, you don't have to. You can do it with more than one person. You can do it uh, visually. You can do it audio, audio like I do. Um, it's not very hard. You just have to be able to talk. And I can talk for a very long time, even though my podcasts are short. I can talk to someone for eight hours. I really can. I can put you to sleep as long as I can talk to you. But you just have to have an interesting topic, I would say. I don't think my topics are interesting. I'm random. That's how I am. And I like to keep it that way because I don't like to be restricted to one thing. I get bored. So with that being said, that's why uh, my topics are over the place about relationships and whatnot, my life, your life, their life, whoever's life, um, because it just is something I can be, you know, have something to keep going on. Um, so, you know, if you're looking to figure out what's the best, I would say anchor uh, to get sponsors and whatnot. It takes time. I mean, everybody's not going to be, I heard about this Rogan guy or whatever his name is. I mean, he has interesting voice, interesting topics. He knows people, has connections. He says how he feels, no censorship maybe. And that works for him. You're not going to be him. You have to do what works for you. And it takes time and pick up to get an audience and get people who want to follow you. And I'll tell you right now, family will not follow you. You have to get strangers to follow you. They're your best supporters. When it comes to family, they're nothing but undercover moles and haters. They're not about your life. They don't care about your life unless you have a really super duper great family, which I would say is rare. I have tried many times and I have been black, black box, black sheep, whatever you call it. And my family tries to put it on me that I don't want to associate with them, but they don't want to associate with me. Um, and I don't care. I'm fine with that. Every day of my life is not depending on them. And at the end of the day, no one really cares about you until you're gone. I mean, look at the most famous uh, artists, celebrities. They have gotten even more famous by not being on earth anymore. You know, well, they're being. So do you. And that's what I do. I do me. I'm going to keep aging. I'm going to keep living. So I'm not going to dread on it. Though I bring it up because it's a sensitive spot. I want to just talk about it. I want to get it, that ill feeling out of me by venting about it. But... If you want to follow me, you better get those followings from um, strangers. 
Because friends and family ain't it. Now, you got one friend who got your back, fine. But since I've had my online businesses, I've had maybe one friend, maybe two, but one friend that bought, has bought from both of my um, business uh, ventures. And I'm very appreciative of it. It, it, it. Even though I know who it is, it always gives me a, um, a warm feeling. And I love it. I love sales. And I love when people actually do care, generally. And they look out for me. I always have an eye out for them. So keep that in mind. But um, wrist surgery, oh man. I, if you already don't know, I'm in South Jersey and I just wanna say South Jersey sucks. It has great things like it's a mixed culture. People say we're attractive, that's great. I don't know what's going on in other, other states, but it's been said that they're not very good looking or they don't care about their looks. I guess if you don't have much around you, you don't have much to look out, you know, keep your looks up. But as for uh, South Jersey and pain medicine, there was a whole opiate epidemic that went across the country, but it's, you know, I don't know why Jersey, maybe because of the wealth, uh, it, it hit hard. And it, and then, and, you know, it's, uh, it's it sucks because when you have surgery, they're not giving you the medicine you need to stop the pain, you know? Uh, and if you don't look it up, you don't know how strong that medicine can be, which I think is good because they don't want you to get you know whatever but also you're going to suffer like as if you're in a wild and you got hurt and you have to heal so you know i don't know if it's a race thing a gender thing but yeah i didn't get the medic uh my pain management is shitty um i got the lowest of the low pain medicine for the fact that my bone in my wrist was broken and reattached with a screw okay so there you have it pretty fucked up um uh, i just remember when i did my other surgeries i had medicine that felt like i was born again like i had no pain i had no no uh, uh issues at all but then again i do have to understand and i did understand when i was taking the medicine i stopped even because you know you get what you ask for and what i got was hell on earth because it felt so good and the problem with the medicine feeling good is that that's what's your addiction you know you're floating you don't feel pain um you know you uh feel like you're floating and it feels good and then you know you fall asleep you wake up and you don't feel it but i'll tell you what when you let it wear down and you don't chase it which means as the pain comes you know the but you you conquer the pain before it's going to come so just before that pain is coming down you if you already know you know you take the pain medicine so it overlaps so you won't feel that pain and i think people don't want to feel anything and that's why they keep popping these things i wanted to feel the pain at some point because i wanted to get my body used to reality so i stopped taking the pain medicine back in the day you know so I do want the pain to stop, but I don't want to be on that ride where I don't want to get off, you know, and that's what the danger is. You don't want to get off that ride. So I understand that, but I'm not an addictive person, but they say anyone, anyone can get addicted to these medications. So with my pain coming down, I don't have the, I have pain, but it's bearable pain. I actually don't mind the pain in my wrist, but I have my back pain. So with that, I'm supposed to get um, shots or something to hopefully stop the pain so I don't have to take uh, oral medication, which would be great, you know? I would love my back to stop feeling like someone's squeezing, grinding, and 
breaking me in half and popping. You know, uh, surgery to my back, eye hair is not great because you got to stay in your back and I have to shit and piss in bed and I guess be fed. I'm not feeling that because I always try to get up and move and you can't move into your body, your bone starts healing. Who's going to take care of me that long? I can't do it. So I cannot do the back. And you also run the risk of not being able to ever walk again. So how do you, how do you double that? How do you decide what to do for yourself? So that you can live your life and be functional. I mean, everyone is, your time is, you know, like a sand, like that sand thing. At the time you put upside down, the sand goes through it. At the time, piece, I think it was called. But anyway, uh, everyone's life is like that. But, you know, I just want to be able to move on my own because people don't give a fuck about you in this life. And I don't want to rely on anyone. Your family gets tired of helping you. I swear to God, it's so true. They get tired of it. They're not going to say it, but you can see it in their face. You can see it, at least mine. They're very caring, but it gets to a point they have had enough. You know, I guess they need a break. So I recuperate very fast because I, you know, I had my bunion surgery. If you haven't fallen asleep already, I had my bunion surgery and I couldn't walk. Um, and it hurt even to walk on the heels of my feet. But I did, and, and uh, before I before I could get to that level, I would crawl around and drag myself to the bathroom. I didn't want to use a commode or a bedpan, and there was no one there to, to you know, my kids were smaller. There was no one to dump it or clean it. And I did um, drag myself in a tub to wash myself because no one was gonna wash me. I didn't want, you know, I, my kids were too small. And I, I knew the person I was with at the time wasn't going to wash me. And no one can wash yourself if you know how to wash yourself the way you wash yourself properly. You know all your nooks and crannies and what smells the most or what needs more attention to your body. So, but that being said, I recuperated pretty quick because my body knew it had to get it together because it was going to be, you know, fucked up. So, you know, whereas it took six months to a year to heal, I healed faster. So I actually was not, uh, you know, I wasn't in bed or as miserable as most people and I didn't need um I didn't need therapy either so that was wonderful um and I stopped using the pain medicine because I needed to get used to the pain uh and be alert enough to get myself out the tub and whatever else I had to do so I was driving cash I was you know I had the crutches for a while I hate crutches I was in a wheelchair and whatnot rolling around with the family at the you know so you know but still still not as bad as you know what I'm going through now so yeah I had a honk because this lady was coming in my lane I'm looking at her tires and I'm like is she about to hit my car I mean do you know how much my deductible is I don't have $250 and I do I need to go home I had a protein shake that is making my bowels rumble so another every day in my life is not like everyone else I thought everyone else has a day like mine crazy things happen all the time like things I think is normal and then when I ask their people they're like I went to work and I came home nothing happened in between I'm like you didn't have bowl guts no one cut you off in traffic no one cursed you out like you know nothing happened like a burden of shit on you nothing happened to you and they're like no nothing happened I'm like wow I must be so special huh not really but anywho um that's why i haven't been you know 
online or posting my podcast as much as I usually do. You know, that's the mishap of what's been happening in my life. With other things I don't always share. But I do want to say real quick to people who do listen, who think they know me, or they try to scrape up an idea of who I am. Um, I had a situation with the people who live above me. I always have situations. You, if you If you live downstairs, you understand. Where, you know, I try to deal with it. And I don't know what this woman thought of me. But what she scraped up from seeing me or hearing me argue with my cats. Because I always argue with my cats. Is I'm miserable. And I'm fat. And I'm ugly. And she tried to say something else. And I backed up and looked at her. And I said, ugly. Because honestly, that's ugly. And that is exuding out of her. And physically, she's ugly. So, you could be physically ugly, but be beautiful inside. And because you're so beautiful and kind... And that's really your nature. The ugliness is not even there. You're beautiful. But this woman honestly is ugly and so is her children. They are very evil, vile people and ignorant. And also online, I have I post little things to help other people just so they can know I'm going through it too. And I will post myself smiling and whatnot in pictures because I only take pictures when I want to smile. I, I, I don't like to take, I'll do reels or TikToks. Or videos when I'm unhappy because you can see it if you're if you look at people's eyes, which many people don't. You can see the the evil, the sadness. You can really see a picture into their soul. So I try to be upbeat or happy when I'm doing it, which I usually am. You know, I have a lot of sad things in my life, but for each day I, I take it as that day. But one someone had inboxed me and they had said, I they didn't say the words miserable, but from the context I summarized that they were saying I'm miserable and I'm lonely. And I had to remind them, like I try to remind people, I only give you what I have. I don't give you my deep truths and my real life, uh, what everything that you need to know about me. Uh, you get a gist of my life, but that's what you'll see if you see me. If you look through public records, that's what you'll see. But honestly, no one's really telling you and giving you everything about themselves. You can't see who they really are, even if you can videotape them, who they really are inside. And I'm not miserable and I don't feel ugly. And if I look, I'm not pretty to everyone. I'm ugly to many people probably and pretty and cute to others. It's, it's in the eyes of the beholder. But I just want to say I'm not miserable. I was miserable when I was younger. I was very miserable. I was so miserable that I didn't want to live. But something inside me said I did have to live and I want to live. And that's why I'm still here. And that's why I have my children and um, I had to internally go inside myself and learn to love myself. And with loving myself, I realized I stopped being miserable. Um, and I changed my situation, which I couldn't control, which is my misery was living with my mother. And my misery was not knowing the truth about my parents, my father, my biological father. And I made amends with my stepfather, but he made my life miserable too. But once I got them out of my life, I had a new misery that happened later on, which was a marriage. And after I got rid of that, the misery and the mental anguish anticipated, if I said that wrong, anticipated, whatever, it went away, okay? So I've never been miserable again. Nothing can be as miserable as those times. So with everyone, so anyone who ever thinks I'm miserable, fuck you. And to anyone who says I'm ugly, fuck you. But to all those who just say, I'm just being me and you get it, 
I love you. And thank you. And I know fuck you is a hardish, harsh thing. But honestly, saying fuck you is not harsh. It, I'm not giving it a gesture. I'm saying to hell with you. Go fall in a ditch somewhere. But you can honestly say some really evil things to somebody will make them really feel like shit. And I didn't say that. Because you can take fuck you any way you want. But I'm just trying to say in a vulgar way without, because I can't touch or, or give the back the pain that it gives when people misunderstand me. I just want you to know I don't care. And I want you to feel that with that word. You know, if you take it sexually, you know, your brain's fucked. But and you know what? But that's how I feel about it. That's genuinely how I feel about it. Without censorship and control from anything or anyone on earth. Honestly, for real. And I have no resentment because once I said it, I'm free. And that's it. Simple as that. So with that, visit zaddyzems.com, Trinity Trinket Queen on eBay. I'm taking some things off, leaving some things on that have been sitting there. I hate sitting on stuff. And, you know, drink water. I don't know why it's not free. I don't know why we can't have water for free. I don't know why we have water in stores and just get it. I don't know why water can't be free, but it really helps your body. It, nothing that nothing healthy for you tastes great. But I taught myself to like water. And it really has helped my body. Now there are people who argue I'm allergic to water. I'm not talking to you. Those people are so annoying. Well, I'm allergic to water. I can't have water. I don't drink milk. That's great. It's still a liquid. But water, it really does do a body good. Milk did not do my body good, apparently, because I still have bone issues. Um, and I always say, if you're an asshole, try hemorrhoid cream. You know, it, it really is a wonder for you. You would really benefit from it because being an asshole is not for, good for you and it's not good for anyone else. So till next time. Cha-chao.